I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Alborigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alborigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Ali, what's up, sir? Nothing much, man. How are you? How's everything going? Good? Yeah, well, we're making it happen, man. The new year, you know, and uh, yeah, just pressing forward, man. You know, it's funny. I I was kind of like, I think I might have mentioned this the last time we chatted, but like looking on like January 1, New Year's, all the positive people with their quotes and their sayings and their motivation come out of the woodwork on social media. And I wondered to myself, I'm like, how many people are actually going to make a change or do something for real or actually do it um, the way they say they're going to? And everyone is positive. Everyone is spiritual. And I'm wondering like how much of it is real. Right. And like you said, we're doing it now. We're trying to get in and just start doing it. Well, it's, you know, uh, the first two weeks, everybody's good coming out of the gate, but just not much for stamina. And isn't that really the, the, uh, a good representation of, of all of our lives to a certain degree is we're good coming out of the gate, but not much for stamina. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I, I, you know, I think like life is about consistency, right? I think anything that you have succeeded at or I've succeeded at is because we were, I, I know I was too stubborn to quit. Like even in the martial arts, like I was always that guy that it took way more time to learn the move. I had training partners that would get it like that. I always had to practice over and over. Same with guitar lessons. I almost, I was like, I said to my wife the other day, I said, I suck at guitar. Like I, I get so depressed. I'll watch a 10 year old on Instagram who blows me away. Like I have a guy that I follow. He's been playing guitar. I said, how long have you been playing guitar? He's like three years. And I'm like, in three years, he's a master. Like, he's so good. I've been doing it my whole life and taking lessons and all this stuff, and I still suck. Like, so it's it blows me away. Well, you know, look, uh, some of us have different talents than others, and some of us have more time to invest uh, into those talents than others as well. So, yep, absolutely. But isn't it true, though, w- with your business, you don't have the opportunity to decide what you can do and what you can't do. I mean, you could, you have to have a business and business sense and then what you can't do, you delegate, right? That kind of stuff. But I think that you, you're forced to be good at it or really good at it or else you're going to flounder or not succeed. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a feast or famine. It's either you're going to be open or you're going to be closed. And if you really want mm-hmm. it, you're going to have to work hard to, to get it. And you're right. I mean, uh, you're going to have to learn how to navigate those, those challenges to the best of your ability or hire people that can fill those gaps or voids that you don't have or teach you what you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still am learning. I've been doing this for 31 going on 32 years. I look back and I go like, there are things that I used to do better than I do now. Like, you know, because I got lazy, complacent, changed my philosophy. Like, and then there's always this learning curve. And it's like, you know, I always could hear, like I do the Grant Cardone university thing with sales and he says stuff that I know, but I'm not doing. He'll remind me of things that I should have done or I I used to do that I should be doing now again. So like, it's easy. It's, it's interesting, right. As humans, how we fall into that tract, right. That track. Yep. Well, I, we get complacent, you know, and, and 
Um, I know this is not the topic today, but I'll just quickly say this is we're, we're either moving forward or we are moving backwards because there really is no coasting. When you coast, you are actually moving backwards, even though you feel like you are still moving forward. You are not. So, you know, you've got to consistently up your game uh, every every day, every month, every year. You just you got to do that in order to make things happen. And, and you know what? Can you explain that a little bit more? Because I, I understand it, but I think the listeners could benefit from the concept of if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Like, in other words, like, I don't feel like Grant Cardone. Sometimes when I listen to him, I get annoyed, just like I do with Vanderchuk, Ravi V and people like that, where they're always like, if you're not moving forward, you're not working every day of your life. You're not working 166 hours a week, you know, two hours of sleep. You're a loser, you know, that kind of thing. And I always try to have a balance in my life, but I guess I can afford to do that now, but I used to hustle all day long. So what do you mean about if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards? Like, how does that happen? Yeah. So I'll just give a, for instance, this way. Um, I remember when I, I did my first uh, half marathon and, you know, I didn't even want to do it. My wife signed up for a half marathon and I'm thinking, well, if she's going to be running around the neighborhood, you know, I'm not going to let her run around the neighborhood alone, right. you know, like especially early in the morning or whatever, you know, yeah. so I'm going to go, I'm going to go do it with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from doing that, that gave me a couple of different things. One, it gave me, um, well, it got me in, in better shape, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and unfortunately, though, I still wasn't eating correctly. It just, you know, it got me in better shape with, with uh, unhealthy foods. <laughs> but, uh, but also it gave me a purpose to move forward to. So when I woke up every morning, I knew that I had a training session that I had to do that day. Um, it gave me a direction, a focus to to work towards. Right. But then when that was over, I didn't do anything. I went mm-hmm. back to not doing anything until I decided, you know what, I need to challenge myself again. So rather than running or just running, I, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a triathlon. I want to sign up for an Olympic triathlon. But before wow. I do the Olympic one, I, I want to go ahead and do you know some of the smaller ones first, just to kind of get you know, the understanding of being able to do the swim, bike, run type thing. And right, so right. I did a couple of small ones first, and then I did a, you know, a full Olympic one next. Um, and then after, after that, uh, I did that, you know, the next challenge for me was that hood to coast race that we mm-hmm. were on the top of Mount hood and we ran all the way to the, you know, East, or excuse me, the West coast, um, with a team of 12 and it was a 198 mile relay race. Um, you know, and it just kept going, you would run your leg and then get in the van. Next person runs their leg, they get in the van and, and those type of things. So that was the next challenge. And then after that, um, you know, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do a full marathon. Wow. And wow. so I started training for a full marathon. I ended up on my 18 mile run, uh, which was, you know, a few weeks out before the actual marathon, I ended up uh, hurting my IT band and literally could not walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even complete that race. All that to say that I needed, I needed another challenge after I had already got to that level of, right, of right. ability. And then I needed that next challenge. And in fact, in my head, after I did a full marathon, I wanted to do a half Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never even gotten to that. Um, I, I think my running days are over. I mean, I've rehabbed and stuff, but I just, so 
I bring all that up to say that if you're not focusing on the next thing and moving forward in, in your personal development, in your business or whatever it is, or actually D all the above, then you are going to uh, be, you might think that you're coasting, that you're being stagnant, but you actually start to move backwards. And if you think of it, if you are consistently working out, getting stronger, getting more flexible, whatever it is, if you decide to take a week off, you've lost so much in that week. Right, right. Your body, you lose so much in that week. You take another week off. Now you're two weeks behind. Um, it's going to take you a month to catch up to where you were at two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And so when you are thinking in your business and your personal life that you are, well, you know, I've got all this set. I'm coasting. Every, I can take a break now. Right. My advice after being in business for almost 25 years, um, my advice is look at the next thing that you need to work on in your business to take it to the next level and don't coast. I'm not saying don't take time off. I take a lot of time off, right. um, but at least having that goal for the next thing that you want to achieve in your business, in your life, whatever it is. Um, right. Because if not, when you take your pedal off the gas in your car, you're coasting. Right. And and you're still going forward, but you're going forward at a slower rate. And eventually you'll stop. Yeah. You know, in the Tesla, that is even worse because the minute you take your foot off the gas, the regenerative brakes slow you down and you're almost stopping. So can you, like, really, you, got can you, can you really say that you take your foot off the gas? I, I do at times to stop. <laughs> is, is, is it take your foot off the gas? Is it take your foot would, off would it the, be the, the electricity? Take your foot off the electric, the pedal, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but it stops almost immediately, right? The car. So like that's possibly what you're doing. Like when you just stop your marketing, like leads automatically or within a small amount of time could dry up, right? Well, so and if you've ever, yeah, and if you've ever read, I'm sorry to cut you off. If you read, ever read the book Good to Great. You know, yeah. it talks about that flywheel and it takes so much effort to get that flywheel turning. And I, I, I liken it in my head to the price is right wheel. You know, right. you get that price is right wheel turn. Like it took a lot. It takes a lot. Both of their hands are yanking that sucker down. Um, but once they get it going, if you were just to go, boop, you know, just keep t tapping it right at a consistent rate over time, that wheel keeps going. As soon as you take your hand off of that and you aren't consistent with that anymore, the wheel starts to slow down. Is it still yeah. moving forward? Yes. At a slower rate, eventually it's going to stop and you will revert backwards if you're not careful. Right. Yeah. So our, our call today is how do we build, <laughs> you know, it's a very similar mentality. How do we build a, a team of like social media warriors or like people that are going to be on our team to help us grow our school and our footprint and get the word out there. And, yeah. um, you know, that's part of it. And we sit back and we don't ask, we don't have things in place, systems in place, um, you know, contests, whatever it may be, then the marketing will stop. So we have to incorporate the assistance of our people, right? Yeah. So really what we're going to talk about today is, you know, how to build an army of influencers to 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 promote your school. And right. um, and and so I don't know if you want to fire off some ideas first or if you want me to start. Where do you want to go with this? Um, it's OK. I'll, I'll throw a few out there and then let's go back and forth. So like what I miss, you could add in and like what back and forth that way. Um, I kind of done the last two days of coaching calls on the very topic of like, 
what are we, what are we going to do above and beyond to market our schools? And I hear a lot, like, I don't want to spend money because it may not work and I don't want to invest money if it's not going to work. Well, there are no guarantees, by the way, in marketing or in life in general. You may spend a ton of money on something and it might not turn into a profitable and, and you know endeavor. So, but you got to get out there and do as much as you can to you know to spread your footprint. Your not 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 only your digital footprint, but your marketing footprint throughout your community. You want to become the most famous person in your town um, that's out there, right? So that's that's super important. And I don't think a lot of schools put in enough legwork to do that, right? So, for example, when I had a school in Florida, I had a partner. And um, he loved getting on social media and saying, hey, everybody, look at me. You know, we'll do this move. We'll do that move. And you could join for free for a month or whatever it was. But he was talking to the same 50 or 60 people that were listening. Right. But some of them were already members. So he really wasn't reaching out into the community. So I, I made him a box of rack cards. I said, get them out to every single business that will allow you to put them on your counter. Two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to meet business owners. Number two, you might even meet the clients while you're standing there. And then three, you're going to get your name. So when someone thinks of the martial arts, you'll probably be the first person that they think of in the town. Well, when I got there three, four months later, the box had maybe like 100 of them, 200 taken out of the 10,000 that I made. And I, I asked everybody, they're not, they weren't interested. Meanwhile, then I got in the car. I said, I'm going to go get lunch. And I got in my car with my wife and we went around to two shopping centers that wrapped around the dojo. And the answer, most of them was, no, I never met anybody. I'm the manager. No one has ever come in. No one ever asked us. Of course, put them on the counter. So I knew right away that it was a lot of baloney and the person wasn't getting out there. They were just so used to being in their comfort zone, whatever was easy. Social media was easy, you know, that kind of stuff. So we have to get out there. So let me tell you what one, I'll tell you two things that my clients, I told them to do today. Um, one of them was uh, Facebook marketing with maybe using like Gus. You're paying for that. You know, uh, that's, you know, a, a paid advertisement. But the other one is reach out um, to all the local Facebook groups of your town. You could easily go in karate in Florida, you know, in your area. And I bet you, or not karate, I mean, parents in yeah. your area. And it'll pull up a groups or a bunch of groups Join those groups and become an expert in that group. Post some articles, offer free. Like I, people love it when I say, hey, listen, I don't know if anyone's doing a fundraiser. This is to everyone who's out there in this page. But if you ever do a fundraiser, ask me, I will donate memberships for free that you guys could raffle off. People love it. Right away, I'm getting inbox messages. I always constantly give those things out. In fact, I had a lady that wanted one last night. Um, so that's just one thing you want to be on every Facebook group. It doesn't cost you a penny, just cost you a little bit of time. Yeah. I love that. And, and I, if I could take that to the next level, um, yeah. with that is, uh, you know, personally, uh, since we have spark, I would have them fill out a spark survey form and, and then have my program director fulfill all of those, uh, things so that I don't have to touch it, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And um, check it out. I, I listen to Grant Cardone and a lot of times he's like, you know what you need to do? You need to amplify your time. He said, there's only 24 hours in a day, realistically. He says, but if you have four people working for you, that's four times 24. 
or let's say they all work eight hours a day. And if it's just you, that's only eight hours of time. But if you have three other people helping you, you know, that's 32 hours of time. You've amplified the amount of time of going out into the community, um, you know, or reaching out to people and getting things done. So my next thing was, is, uh, you know, through Spark or, you know, any software that you use, reach out to old leads that are in your funnel, people who quit that haven't trained, offer them some sort of discount, send them emails and letters, and then also reach out to every single client that has not, they set up an appointment, but has not come through with that appointment. And uh, I just had someone that I've been reaching out to for like the last six months, and they finally signed up and showed up for a class and they're going. And it's funny, they acted like they don't even know who the hell I am. Like, how'd you get my number? Well, you filled the form out. No, I never did it. Like they forgot entirely. So we're out there, you know, reaching out to these are leads that are sitting in my database. They're like one click away from sending them a text message, one click away from an email, putting them in some sort of automation. Right. So Spark is my my team of, you know, the software is one of my, you know, they're, they're amplified team members right there. Yep, absolutely. So um, the obvious one, creating an army of influencers for your school or your own parents and students. Right. And so um, what are what are some ideas that school owners could use to, um, you know, have them as an army of influencers? Yeah. And, and if I could throw some of these out and then you add to yes. that, if you would. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe that the uh, Valentine cards were coming up on Valentine's Day. Right. The Valentine cards are, are one of them. The Halloween cards that, you know, uh, you provide people every year. Right. Um, the, we also do, um, in December, we also do a nice little, uh, one month gift certificate for all of our clients to give out to friends. And it's a right. physical gift certificate with a nice envelope. Yeah. Um, they get to write their name on it and mm -hmm. then write the recipient's name on it. They could either mail it to them or give it to them. Um, but it's, it's a certificate and the way that it looks as, as if, their um, uh, friend or family member or acquaintance or whatever has purchased it for them. I mean, that's right. the way that it looks. Yeah. Um, so those are just some small little things to, you know, have or create an army of influencers inside of your school just with those. Yeah. And I would wrap that all under what we, we call the referral heading, right? So that there, that's referral marketing from your existing clientele. Now, by the way, you know, it's interesting because in our business or industry, we tend, well, a lot of school owners tend to want to be less invasive. Like, I don't want to ask my people to do this. I don't want to pester my people to do that. But I think that they love, people love to be a part of something. And especially if the rewards are there for them for putting in the effort, They'll go out and they'll scream from the rooftops if they see success, right? So if you have a referral system, you're, you're giving out VIP passes to every single student, right? So if you have 100 members, you give them all 30 passes. Even if they only gave out five or 10, that's a lot of people getting your name and your and the free month or free two weeks or whatever it is. Those VIP passes could come as just a VIP pass or it could be as a Halloween pass, a New Year's pass, a Christmas pass. And I, and I have school owners that are kind of funny. They'll be like, I, I tried that. I didn't get many results. I got like one or two people, right? And I'm like, two people times, you know, $150 a month, you know, that's $300 a month. That's $4,000 a year. 
uh, the postcards cost you 150 and energy and effort to get them out there. You still made a huge profit. It's an investment that I would do, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a, what is that? A six to one ratio of, uh, you know, dollars spent to money coming in. Um, so you, you want to get that out there and you want to hand out those passes and ask your students on a continual basis, not just on a holiday to give out, <coughs> excuse me, VIP passes or, you know, holiday passes and so on. And it's virtually almost $0 cost whatsoever. Yes. Right. And yeah. And the other one too, uh, you know, is we just did this last year cause we don't normally do buddy days or buddy weeks is we had created, and we did a podcast on this. You could go back and listen to it somewhere, I think. But um, we, we did the, um, oh, the, the uh, International Martial Arts Appreciation Month. Right. And uh, we, as we were appreciating martial arts, of course, we were talking about, um, you know, the martial arts in general, talking about what, how it's benefited us, also mm -hmm. talking about um, a little bit of history of each of the instructors right. throughout our mat chats. But the other thing was, hey, at the end of the month, you're going to get an opportunity to show your appreciation of right. the martial arts. And one way that you do that is you share the martial arts with your friends or family members. So you're right. going to get to bring them in. We, we're only allowing you to do this for one week. That's it. So, mm -hmm. you know, and making it sound like, you know, uh, uh, one, it's a very, very special thing Two, really as a martial artist, you should be promoting the martial arts. Right. Um, because that's the right thing to do. And three, this is the only time you're going to get to do it. Right. And we had, yeah. uh, it was tremendous. I don't know if you remember, uh, uh, um, you know, we yeah, had yeah. like uh, almost 70 people come that week. Crazy. Um, we had, I don't know, I don't remember now, but let's just say probably like 25 trials and 18 signups or something like that. Just from That's that, amazing. just from that week. So well, that month worth of work. Right. Well, so, so that's a month worth of work and, and you got almost 20 or 20 something signups, right? Isn't that what I believe 18. 18 so that's the, that's stuff that's well worth doing. At now, a 169 why, a month price point. Right. And then why wouldn't we do that four times a year? Right. And I, I had a friend, a good friend, love him to death. And he used to do a summer special that he would run in the newspaper. He'd always get like 20 or 30 people for trying out the summer special. Out of that, he'd sign up, you know, of 10 or 15 members on solid memberships. And I'd always ask him, I go, why don't you run that in the fall? Oh, no, that's a summer special. Okay, change the word to fall special. No, no, no. We only do that one in the summer. I was like bewildered and like confused and perplexed about those are all good words too, right? By the way. Um, and uh, I was so confused at why in his head it was just a summer that you could do that. He knew it would work at other times, but he wanted to make it his summer thing. But I'm like, dude, any kind of marketing that's working, you need to replicate it. You don't change it. You amplify it. And you get it out to more people if it's working for you, right? Well, here, yeah, here's another word. You weren't able to change his paradigm. That's the truth, 100%. <laughs> I think I think people, we got to always reference what that's all about because people nowadays don't know that story. So um, quickly, I'll tell it. And, and so I was reading a book. I forget what it was. And in the book, it had the word paradigm. You know, and I said to my wife at the time, I'm like, you know, you need to change your paradigm because I read it in the book. I learned what it was. Um, I just didn't learn how to say it correctly. <laughs> so she's like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm like, paradigm, like right here. She's like, paradigm. And I'm like, that's how you say it. <laughs> you know, like, and she's like, yeah, dummy, you're telling me I need to change my paradigm. And like, she walked away. It was hysterical. That lasted for 
25 years, right? Oh um, so, so, but by the way, people need to change their paradigm, right? So that my friend need to change that paradigm. Like, why can't you do it throughout the year? So go back to another idea is the referrals, right? You know, you want to make sure that it's just not an offer and, and the result is people take the offer. It's like getting people involved in the momentum behind like a student drive, right? You want like certain people won't refer you because they don't want classes to be busier. Certain people won't refer you because they don't want their kids to have less, you know, uh, you know, less care, you know, so that that's not always a motivational tool for them. So we have to build it up and teach them why it's cool to have new energy, new blood, new fun, new people. Tell your friends, tell your family. Like during the holidays, I was pushing that heavily with the parents. And I got like four people that are in trials right now and a few more that are parents themselves that want to come in. But four parents signed up their kids that are older, that weren't interested. And now they are. So they're in our funnel. Hopefully I'll sign up some of them into regular memberships, but that's because I was talking it up. Right. And sometimes we're afraid to do that. You don't, you don't want to sound like you're trying to sign people up like an auctioneer, but you do though. You need to promote your school. If you love what you do, you need to do it. Grant Cardone also says, I hate to keep mentioning his name, but I'm in his training every day. Um, he said that you need to, if you're a cook, you better be eating your own food. If you don't like your own food, you better not be cooking it. Right. So like we need to be, and then you got to go outside to the diners and you say, Hey, listen, I just made this really special, blah, blah, blah. You got to try it. It's delicious. Right. We need to do that within our, within our dojos. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't believe it, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. So yeah, maybe you shouldn't be selling it. Right. So do you have any other ideas? Of course. So, you know, again, along the lines of building an army and influencers, I think one of the most important things after, you know, your own uh, clientele and also their, their parents, if, if we're talking about kids here, the, the, the next army of influencers, I believe that are the most important or second important underneath what we had just spoke about, um, are the individuals that, especially if you're a kid's school, are the individuals that have access to all the kids that you want. Right. And can you guess who those are? Yeah, it could be a numerous amounts of people, but like daycares, school elementary teachers, schools, daycares, you know, yes. church, church groups, church organizations. By the way, moms of such and such a town. Like, you know, your township on Facebook. Dads, by the way, dads, people ignore that. Moms and dads are one group. Moms are another. But there are a lot of dad groups out there for single dads. So, like, we forget that those are a search. So, yeah, all of those places are where they are. Yes. So, let's quickly just talk about how to create an army of influencers with educators. Okay. Okay. Um, one way that, uh, or a couple of ways that we do it is one, we have our martial arts field trips that we do. Yep. Um, in fact, in Feb- most of my field trips happen at the beginning of the school year, but but uh, we also have some that happen after the the new year. And we I've got about 120 kindergartners, uh, not all at once, but th- that will be coming to our martial arts school for a martial yeah. arts character development field trip. Um, now the nice thing with spark is, you know, we set up the, the online portal, they fill everything out. I get their information like that. And then I'm able to do automations on the back end. but, um, the teachers that come in to that, I also get their information. Mm -hmm. They get to see us interact. I also give opportunities for them to, um, learn maybe some different ways to be able to, uh, discipline and also redirect they're, you know, the children that they have. I mean, often is the time I'll have uh, 
you know, teachers that go, oh my gosh, I, I wish I could get little Johnny to say yes, sir. And yes, ma'am to me. Um, and I just, you know, say that's easy. And now I've actually built that in. And I actually just teach teachers like, look, teachers, if this is something that you like, this is how we do it. And as you saw, this is how I did it to get them to do those things. Um, so that's one way as with our martial arts field trips. The other one is in April, we always, that's our martial arts, or excuse me, our, um, our teacher appreciation month. Mm. And so for one week, um, we bring in, uh, we have the students invite their teacher, their favorite teacher, invite that teacher in their favorite teacher that year. Right. Um, and, uh, they invite that teacher in and we show them appreciation. We do a, uh, we do a class, but it's a modified class. So they can see an array of things. Um, and then we actually bring the teachers out on the floor. We award them with a beautiful certificate that they get. I go to different organizations, different businesses and get free gifts, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, uh, I, I, I know, a. uh, a massage place that gives, you know, $10 off your next massage. Um, uh, used to be this, I, he doesn't own it anymore, but used to be a gas station guy that I knew he would give 10 cents off a gallon, um, you know, for their gas and those type of, but anyways, we go to different businesses, we pack it all up. Um, I also give them a, I get, I have, uh, four different books that I've written and I let them pick one, uh, of the book as well. Um, and See how we do what we provide. They also get a free, um, they, they can train for the summer for free. Hmm. So if they want to come in as an educator, they want to train for the summer, they can train for the summer for free. And then obviously our hopes is that they want to continue, you know, after that. So uh, that just with the educators, that's how um, a couple of things that we do in order to try to build that army of influencers for us so that, you know, when they're speaking to the parents, uh, and, you know, during parent teacher conferences and they go, you know what, I, I think Johnny needs a little bit more focus. And, uh, I, 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 may I suggest this? I've had teachers do that before. Yeah. Um, so building those type of relationships with the educators are totally important. Now, prior to that, I used to go and do a ton of, of, um, speeches. I, I mean, I've did thousands of school speeches, but I switched to the martial arts field trips because when I went into on a on a speech, not not all the time could I pass out stuff. Right. Um, no, and then second is you know you you um, you don't gather any other information to be able to you know follow up right. with them. Right. And then just as in a side note, we've talked about this before with our spider legs of of marketing. When we get their information, you know, for that martial arts field trip. Yes, we're trying to get them to come in and do a, um, you know, a free trial. Right. But that's not the only thing, because if they're not willing to do the free trial, don't want to do it. Of course, when it you know comes about two months before their birthday, we're inquiring about them doing a birthday party with right. us. Um, if we have a special event, you know, like a martial arts game night or a bully buster or whatever it is, you know, they get information on that. So they're yeah. and then even our summer camps, too. So I've, I've had students that come to a martial arts field trip, never join us, do our summer camp every year though. That's awesome. I love it. That that's action packed. And by the way, I was just talking to a client of mine who's going back into the school systems for like the whole week, you know, two hours a day. And it, it just sounds daunting to me. We've had on, I think we had here, or we might've had him on my other podcast, but it was Matt, Matthew Brenner or Brenner. Yeah. Brendan. 
uh, Brenner it is. And uh, he does that. And that's where all his marketing goes into that, where he meets with schools and does these things. And he's always signing people up from it. So, but I like your idea where you control the entire outcome because they're coming to you. They're spending time in your school. They get to see what it's like. The teachers are engaged. They're involved. They're handing out passes. You're appreciating them. There's so many legs to what you had just said. That's literally like a marketing campaign that you could do a few times a year or twice a year. Um, but it's just so involved and good. Like, I mean, you dig deep into that school. Prior to COVID, I was getting about 700 leads a year just from, uh, just from that. Now, since then, wow. I mean, we've been slowly building that back up. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I was getting tons of leads uh, with that. That's amazing. I, I wanted to add to um, the talk before we had said about like referral marketing and reaching out to communities. There's one untapped area that we never, we probably should add this to a questionnaire or our first initial sign up questionnaire or sending it out afterwards. Like what business or, you know, job do or involvement do parents have? Right. So a quick story. I want, you know, I wanted to be, after I want, I got out of the music industry and I kind of felt like I wasn't getting anywhere with that. I ended up saying, I just want to be an actor. So I, um, I started auditioning and getting some small parts on television and movies and things like that. And um, I remember being in class one day, just teaching and generally just saying, uh, yeah, I'm, I just went on an audition for, for acting. And one of my students goes, do you want to act? I'm like, yeah, I've been doing a few films. He goes, oh, uh, I'm the head casting director on Guiding Light, the soap opera. And I'm like, or he was the light set designer. He says, uh, get me your headshot after class. I'll put it on the desk and we'll get you on the show. Like not even let's see you audition. Let's get you to try. It's like who I knew. And this guy was on the show for like 30 years, all the casting people. He knew everyone. All he had to do is mention it. He could got anyone on a walk on an extra. Um, anyway, lo and behold, I, I got on the show twice and I actually did a part, um, which actually got cut with a very famous actor. I'm trying to think of his name, but he was in um, Gotham. You see him everywhere. He's actually on, Blue, he was on Blue Bloods as the mayor for many years. So I was able to sit, we shared a dressing room together, all of that stuff, but it all came from just a simple mention. So like what, what parents are marketing experts? What parents in our school are locked into groups or, or, you know, an organization, or they have a motorcycle group that they hang out with every weekend that has like 2000 members or, you know, what ones are marketing experts, one, what ones have their own business and their own mailing list. So simply by asking, and I haven't done this in a while, we used to have a directory of what parents, and we would share it with the other parents in case they were looking like we, we had a little waiver, you know, we can't, guarantee that their work is the best ever um, or whatever. But these are our parents from our dojo. We want to share their company, you know, give them a call. Plumbers, electricians, you know, construction guys, landscapers, paving guys like and, and we find out. But here's the thing. Every one of them have clients. Every one of them are dealing with people on a day to day basis. So if we could do some sort of cooperative marketing where they take their entire mailing list and they send our stuff out. And we take all of their stuff in and we give it to our clients. Now we have this network that could be very far reaching, right? You know, it could be a lady who's like the head nurse at a hospital and they post it out and get it to all, 
their nurses and doctors. Like, you know, you never know what you have sitting right in front of you. Like I didn't realize that my student of, you know, two, three years was the head casting person of that show. Like it's that easy sometimes, but we don't tap into it. We're, we're a little bit like, I don't know, maybe we don't know better or we haven't thought of that idea. But if you have 150 students and they're, you know, let's say you have a hundred parents or, you know, that, that, you know, they might have multiple kids or more because they're divorces and multiples. You could have a huge reach right there just from your referral network, just from reaching out to them. Yeah. So what I love hearing you say, or what I, I love that you're saying is all you're doing is communicating to your existing clientele. One, what you, what your intention is in doing. Right. And what, what you would like help with without even asking for help. Right. And then two, um, asking any of them if they need help. Correct. And how can you be of service to them? Right. Yeah. Cause you just never know. Right. Like my, my guy who built my kitchen, which is still not done um, after almost two years, he's got a little bit more to do. Um, I ended up building his website. So like he didn't know that I did that too, but he happened to be doing a closet right outside of my office. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be doing some website calls. Oh, you do websites? Now all of a sudden I build his website, right? So it's that networking. Sometimes we don't say anything. Like I'm the person that's on the food line shopping at the supermarket, turned around talking to someone in front of me and behind me. Hey, honey, to my wife, do you have my business cards? Because I forget them all the time. Yeah, I have them in my, and you know, I'm, I'm networking. I'm just checking my groceries out, but I, I see the person's face. I start talking with them. Oh yeah. I own the karate school down the road. You know, like there's always something that you could be networking with. And I think networking is a very overlooked area. Um, and we, we have no idea how many people we have our reach into. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the important thing is, um, you know, finding out how you can service the other individual, Exactly. Before, before you're asking them to service anything with you. Yeah. Yeah. Or reciprocal, right? Like, cause everyone loves to share. You do something for me. Like one of my clients um, works with Papa John's. They're, they're a pizza franchise and on every box they put out, they put his rack card. And in turn, he puts their postcard flyers and postcards on his counter and gives it out to all his parents. It's pretty easy relationship, but I think he benefits way more than they would from him because they have, they do like 10,000 pies a month. Right. Yeah. There's a bigger distribution. Yeah. You know, so, but all you got to do is strike up a few relationships with people like that, like the local pizza guy. Well, you know, know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you just, you don't know until you ask. Nope. Never. But where I have to say, we've all gotten lazy, right? We, we got digital marketing, like hire Gus from, you know, from, you know, the media company. Lead Hunter Media. Lead Hunter Media. Like, you know, but because he'll do it all for us and and leads pour in. But didn't we, but that's what we prefaced this whole conversation with is if we're not moving forward, we're moving backwards. Right. And, um, you know, an object at rest tends to stay at what? Rest. Rest. Yeah. Until, until what? Until you start to move forward. So, yes. And so now, but an object in motion tends to stay in. Right. Motion. motion. Yeah, of course. So we need to adopt that same scientific philosophy. Right. Correct. 
is that we need to continue to stay in motion. That's kind of what Grant Cardone, you bring him up. That's kind of what Grant Cardone is talking about Mm -hmm. is the fact that we've got to continually stay in, in, in motion. Now you can take a vacation. You can schedule out breaks. You can, but just because you do that doesn't mean that you're still not taking steps forward, that you're still not in motion Right. Because you, you've already created the um, the goal or the idea or the plan to move forward in whatever given situation or goal or whatever it is that you have. So I think we've really got to understand that once we get, get one thing done, we got it set, maybe it's now systematized and then delegated, Right. then we move to the next thing. Um, isn't that the black belt success system? Like you heard from, uh, Tom Callos years ago, you know, where he said, know what you want, have a plan and a success yeah. coach, take consistent action, yeah, yeah, review yeah. your progress. And then what? Re- renew your, renew goal. your goals. What right. is that? That's the next forward progress right. that you're going to do in your personal, professional, whatever relational, mm-hmm. whatever it is in your life to continue to move forward. Absolutely. And uh, we have one of our, our listeners, a good friend of ours. He's been a guest on our podcast as well. James uh, is Brett Dunlap. Um, and uh, he wrote that uh, he built his business on rack cards. Um, it cre- and then he said, it's so important to go out and deliver those rack cards because it's not about only the rack card and clients. It's who you meet. So for example, when I would go out or I had people go out for me, First visit was getting them to leave us, let us leave the rack cards. Second visit was to make sure that it needed a refill and that the rack cards were going well and to give free one month, one week, one day passes to the owner to give to his favorite clients and to his employees. So, and and by the way, this is very ninja-like in a way because I would then block all my competition because I'd say, if you don't mind leaving these here, could you please not maybe have other schools too? And they'd say, yeah, yeah, you're the only guy anyone has ever asked me. So when people would go, hey, can we leave our karate passes here? He'd go, no, 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 I work with uh, Ali's school, Long Island and Jitsu Center. So I'd be strategically blocking out businesses from putting out other information from other schools as well because we had a partnership too. So that's a, a big, big deal. And it's who you meet, who you know. You know, you never know that that deli owner might end up having four kids in your school one day. You never know. Never know, right? Not at, not at all. So um, any other thoughts on other ones? Well, I, I think that, you know, you're, again, you've got your own clientele. You've got teachers. We talked about um daycare providers right. we do in the summertime mainly we do field trips right for daycares mm-hmm. so they come to the studio everything's happening the exact same way as a as a um, you know an educator martial arts field trip right. it's just with um those daycare providers so we you know service them in that fashion as well uh in the summertime so you know the next question then from your current clients to uh, educators and childcare people who, who then has, you know, influence on your, um, your children, the, the, right. if, especially if you're, if you're a kid's school, mm-hmm. personally, um, I believe, you know, the next level are, are the, uh, the sports places. So, right. 
you know, soccer, football, baseball, um, you know, all hockey, whatever is in your area, um, you know, introducing yourself to them as not only just a martial arts expert, but how you can, you know, help them and give little seminars that have tips of motivation, grit, but then also uh, physical um, agility moves and those type of things taken from the martial arts converted that would help them in their, their area of focus right now. Right. And when you do that, you strategically put in the fact that there's a lot of athletes that cross train. Some use even martial arts, a lot use martial arts right. on their off seasons to, you know, stay fit and healthy and work on some other skills that help to amplify their, um, you know, their said sport. And so if you do that strategically, you can, you can place some of those things, you know, in, into play. Now, that being said, some of those uh, students or some of those kids may not directly come to your school, but they also have what? Siblings. siblings. Yeah. Family members, parents. And all you're doing is you're offering a service to enhance the training that they're already doing. Right. And so you can do it where you can go out to them or have them come to you, um, you know, how, which whichever you want to do. Um, but whatever way that you do it, even if you're going out to them, I would have some sort of sign up sheet to the best of your ability to get names, addresses, phone numbers, those type of things. Right and now with those individuals, um, marketing to them, in my opinion, is a little bit different um, where, you know, the first step on the marketing to them, and that's not what this subject's about that we're talking about today, but the first step in marketing to them is, you know, asking questions on, hey, what was, what was it about, you know, Mr. Brummett's presentation and the information that was given that was, you know, beneficial to your child, you right. know, and then like a quick, short questionnaire. Um, and then in, in that questionnaire, you know, in, is cross training in, in martial arts something that you uh, have thought of, you know, for a little, you know, for your, your, your child before or not? Yeah. And by the way, I'm just going to reiterate what you said because you explained it very well, but I just want people to really hear this. So, so we always look at competition. And by the way, I, I know everyone says this, you know, the other martial arts schools in your area are not your competition. The real, and that's bull crap. Um, but they are because anything that could cut into your market share is com competition, right? But, but what are the bigger players? It's like, you know, school sports, other, other involvement in other activities. Those are your competition. However, if you could change that model, which you had just said, and like a dad who might want to pull little Johnny from karate so he could focus better on football. Um, you might be able to explain to him, like you said, our martial arts could be his physical training to be a better athlete. Cause I think a lot of parents are somehow chasing that scholarship dream. You know, they want their kids to get a scholarship in football, baseball, whatever cheer, all of those things could get them free rides to, to school. However, it's been proven and you could read article after article on how many people have chased that idea to get a scholarship and spent way more money and time than they would have if they didn't chase it on trying to get the scholarship rather than just paying for the college. So, right. um, but anyway, 
when a parent is dead set on their kid being a star football player, soccer player, whatever, if we are going to enhance that and help them and make it easier for them to become that star, they're going to stay with us, as you said, like a personal trainer in the martial arts to get that kid in shape, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to kind of flip that mindset. And, and simply it's just letting people know, hey, yeah, keep your kid in the martial arts and you know, end the football season. Don't stop because we're, we're his personal trainers, his agility coach, his um, mindset coach, you know, all of this stuff, you know, the motivational coach, we're that for him. So that's where it becomes not a competition, but a synergy. Yeah. But, and, and look, if you're able to do that, just think about this for a second. If you are, if you're the one that, that all the schools are coming to for a field trip. Right. All the daycares are coming to for a field trip. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the teachers are coming to you for the teacher appreciation. Right. You have, I don't, look, maybe not all the sports, but you have quite a lot of the uh, coaches looking to you as that expert of, you know what? Yeah. You know, let's, let's set aside. We're going to, you know, do an hour training with Mr. Brummett. Yeah. You know, from Christ Our Martial Arts Academy. Um, part of it's going to be lecture. The other part is going to be you're actually going to get up and do things. Um, I, I think that, that that relationship, and that's where we've switched in our in our business building activities now because it's so easy to do it behind a screen through digital marketing and such. Not that that isn't important, but we, we're actually losing the the relationship part of the business. And that's, I don't know about you, but that's, that's how I built my business was the relationship part of my business. I was known as, um, yeah, you got to send your kid to Mr. Brummett because he's going to change them. Like, yeah, he's going to change your child. Like your child has behavior problems. He'll change it. Like, of course I can't do that for everybody. Honestly, when I first started, uh, everything was going so great. I thought I could. Right. Right. (laughs) I was very naive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very naive. But I think if we just go back, think about how can I have a relationship, a physical face to face relationship without overwhelming myself, without, um, you know, making my, making my, my life uh, a roller coaster. But how can I have a physical relationship with more people? At once, I think that's where we're at. Because, you know, look, I could do a one-on-one session. You think about this for a second. I can do a one-on-one private lesson session and make X. Right. I could do a semi-private for the same amount of time and make more. Right. I could do a small seminar of 20 people and make, in the same time frame, and make even what? More, of course, More. right? And so on and so forth. So I think the, uh, I hate to use the word smart. I think the strategic way, the strategic way of looking at this is how can I influence as many people personally at one time and still make a, you know, make an impact and it be beneficial for all of us. Right. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It, it makes total sense. But the real question is, if it makes so much sense, why aren't these like minor 20 minor things that we mentioned today being done? And I'm hoping that the listeners are like, wow, 
I've heard that before. I've done that before. I forgot to do it. I don't longer, no longer do it. I'm going to redo it. Like Brett, Brett Dunlap said, um, you know, the real good thing is that everyone is doing digital marketing, but we need to stand out even more by doing things like postcards, like flyers, like emails. So it's almost like, you know, we have to almost go back in time and, and do what we used to do to stand out above because it's not just us doing social media now. Every media, social media buyer and marketer is getting as many clients as they can. So like I have clients and friends of mine in my area that they're also marketing on social media. It's my ad versus their ad, my ad and their ad. So now I'm again fighting the competition. So we have to really be careful. So like I said, the grassroots stuff is still very, very important. It's what keeps that battleship moving, right? Because what's in motion stays in motion. It takes a lot of energy to get the battleship moving. If you let it stop in dry dock, it could. It takes a lot to get it back up to speed. But if you keep it moving, it's a lot easier to just you know do it and get the advertising out there. So I think that one of the biggest overlooked things definitely is referral marketing. And referral marketing means having people you know help you grow. That's a good quote. Um, having people, you know, help you grow. We got to write that down um, and have them out there, you know, getting, getting the word out there for you. They got to be your, one of your biggest voices within the school. Yeah. And uh, just creating raving fans. Yes. Yes. Really. That was a good book, by the way. Yes. And it goes back to, uh, and I've always known this word, but I really didn't understand the meaning of it until I was being coached by uh, grandmaster, grandmaster, grandmaster Keith Hafner. Mm. And, you know, one of the terms that he always uses in his school is that, you know, I, everything we do and who we are needs to be remarkable. Right. Right. And what does remarkable basically mean? It's people that they, they are, um, you know, remarking about you, right? They're making comments about you. They're telling other people about you. So if you just think about the things that you do and how can you be remarkable to the individuals that you come into contact with every single day, every single week, month, year. Right. And then it, and if there is a way to digitize systematize and not lose that um, remarkableness. I don't know if that's a word, but not lose that. Then I would say, go ahead and implement that. If not stay with what you're doing, because obviously it's working and it's, it's highly important to, to make sure that you are being uh, remarkable, not only for yourself, but also for the people that you're, that you're influencing. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, very quickly break that down is the other day, it was Nicole, myself and her mom. And we ordered through DoorDash at a restaurant and we wanted Spanish food or Mexican food or whatever it was. So we ordered our food. And when it came, all three of us were like, this is just like mediocre at best. Like, yeah, it was in the plastic containers and they gave us knives and forks and some sauces. It was smaller portions for certain dishes and the food was just okay. So we're not going to probably call them or maybe we'll give, and we've given this restaurant a few shots and it's never been that we've been over like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, so takeout's hard anyway, cause it's not, you know, in the restaurant, but at the same time, 
that's the customer service we have to do with our clients. It's like over the top customer service, communication and service. And if you do that, by the way, they're probably most probably going to recommend you without even being asked. Like I just had a lady call me the other day. She has a two and a half year old turning three and, um, or going to be three soon. And she said, Oh, do you remember Caitlin, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, of course she was like a Brown belt or purple belt with me. I can't believe you remember that. It's like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I still remember names and people, right? She's like, yeah, they, the mom her, is my sister. And she recommended anybody that you have to go to martial arts goes to your school. My daughter, or the, my, my niece, Caitlin loves you still raves about you. I'm like, that's that. So customer service lasts forever. Right. Yeah. That's the way. And so does bad, bad press. If someone got left to piss, they're going to hate you forever. Right. They very yeah. rarely will recommend it. It all boils down to relationships. Right. And the stronger relationships you build with your clients, parents, the teachers, educators, uh, sports people, uh, all the way around, other business, other business people around you, the, the better um, relationship you have, the better reputation you're going to have, the better impact, I believe, uh, that you are going to have in, in, in and with your school. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, Brett, sir. Fred also wrote a good exit is very important. And I believe that's when people leave, you want them to leave on good terms. Oh, I thought he meant that we did so well that we should wrap it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, exit stage left, right? No, he's, he's right. Like, yeah. Exiting on great terms. And so I met with a friend this morning. He's one of my third degree black belts. His daughter is up for second degree. Uh, he said that she is going to be uh, ending. She's not going to go test for second degree. And, uh, you know, he goes, I just want you to know that, you know, she's writing a letter to you. Um, she is then going to have, you know, we're going to have her make her do an interview with you. Cause I want her to know that, you know, the relationship and the information, all of this stuff is important and we want her to exit on good terms. And I said, that's yeah. beautiful. I love that. That that's hard to do. Right. Cause I think a it's lot mature. of these people think yeah, it's mature and, and it's hard. And it takes a lot of maturity. It's like ending a relationship of a husband and a wife to leave as friends is very difficult. It's much easier to be mad or hateful or angry with why I'm leaving because I'm not happy anymore. I, he doesn't get me, you know, like it's so easy to do it that way, but to just say, Hey, listen, I, I, it's just me. I'm not into it, but let's leave as friends so that and they change their mind. They'll feel totally comfortable coming back. Well, we see each other in the grocery store. They don't need yeah. to feel, you know, oh my gosh, there's Mr. Brummett. You know, I don't right. want to talk to him. I, he doesn't like me now. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I right. think that that's important. And 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 those exit interviews, absolutely. That's that awesome. that's customer service uh, to the utmost. Cool, dude. Great call. So awesome to see you and uh, keep up the great work with all the health coaching. Cause I, I was joking the other day and I, I, you had one girl who lost a lot of weight. I said, if I were single, I wouldn't be commenting. I'd be asking you to give me her number so that I could tell her how, how good she looked. <laughs> right. I I'm amazed with the transformations of people when they go from one to the next, it's like literally almost unbelievable to the, you know, really unbelievable whether that's the same person even. So like their lives are transformed. And by the way, I believe that we do that in the martial arts. We, yeah, we do. We do. It's been just with that though, it's been a different format that has been wonderful. Um, you know, yeah. because 
it's it's amazing. So I appreciate yeah, you, that. Thanks. You could see the results, <laughs> tangible results, because it's weight loss and it they're you know sequentially getting lighter and lighter or healthier or healthier, right? So, but in the martial arts, sometimes it's not evident because we don't know how it's getting in their brain or their heart until years later when they tell us, Hey, you saved my life, I didn't do this, or I had a better relationship, or I got a better job because of it. Right. All right, you have a great day, Jane. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, nice seeing you, sir. Right, see you later. Sayonara. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Learner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add health coaching, helping school owners create a new and easy-to-implement revenue stream for your school. Visit AdHealthCoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit LeadHunterMedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group. They can be reached at AcademyKings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at SparkMembership.com. We will see you next time.